Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Well, thank you, Billy, and welcome to another edition on The Road to Rural Prosperity. I'm Ron Hayes. Thank you for joining us today. And with us today, special guest host Tim West talking with Julie Bisbee, the executive director of the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust for the state of Oklahoma. TSET was established in the late 1990s after a master settlement agreement was reached between 46 states, including Oklahoma, and the tobacco industry. Tim and Julie will be joining us in just a few moments. Today's road to rural prosperity being powered by the Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma, the oldest and largest oil and natural gas trade association in the state, created by the merger of the Oklahoma Independent Petroleum Association and the Oklahoma Oil and Gas Association. We're back with the conversation about TSEP today in just a few moments. The Petroleum Alliance represents every segment of the oil and natural gas industry, speaking with one voice when advocating for the interest of its members, landowner partners, and employees. Our mission is to enhance Oklahoma's economy and every segment of the energy industry. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. Now in today's Road to Rural Prosperity, here's our special guest host, Tim West, visiting with Julie Bisbee of the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust. We're here on the Road to Rural Prosperity podcast and our guest today is Julie Bisbee who's the executive director of TSET and welcome today to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We uh, are talking about TSET and uh, an organization that has been very important to the health of Oklahomans and probably not well known to most Oklahomans although they've probably seen your uh, seen or heard the commercials that you've done for all kinds of things related to healthcare, not only uh, tobacco's uh, issues, but also healthcare. And let's get into it basically and talk about the organization. How was TSET created? Sure. Well, a lot of people um, probably know us through the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline, and that is a program that we fund. You see a lot of those advertisements. But TSET, which is the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust, kind of a mouthful, so that's why we call ourselves TSET. TSET was created um, in 2000 by voters after Oklahoma and 46 other states sued Big Tobacco for the harms that tobacco use brought to the state. Um, And as part of that litigation, they found documents that showed that the tobacco industry knew their products were addictive. Uh, They knew secondhand smoke was dangerous, and they did nothing to tell the public. And so that was called the Master Settlement Agreement. And um, as part of the Master Settlement Agreement, 
States received a payment based on cigarette market share um, and population, and Oklahoma was one of those. What we chose to do that a lot of states did not do is we chose to create an endowment. The voters of this state created an an endowment. Um, They did a constitutional amendment at the ballot box and created an endowment for that annual master settlement payment from Big Tobacco. Um, The endowment received 75%. The legislature receives 25%. And what has happened over the years is that that fund has grown. TSET only uses the earnings from the investment of the funds in the endowment to fund grants and programs. So we fund the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline. Um, we fund grants at the community level. We fund cancer research at Stevenson Cancer Center. We also fund doctors in rural areas. And so we really try to um, look at all of the things that are causing Oklahomans to have poor health outcomes and look for ways that we can be part of the solution. So a lot of earnings. And those earnings will continue as long as this endowment keeps going. So obviously, if the endowment is threatened or lessened or rated, whatever you want to call it, the funds will not be there any longer. So it's important to keep the endowment and keep these programs going. So uh, let's talk about smoking. Let's get right into that. How widespread is smoking in Oklahoma? You know, when we started our work in Oklahoma, about 29% of adults were smoking. Now we're closer to 19 or 20%. And that's really um, progress. We know that when you um, stop smoking, you're going to realize better health outcomes. Also, those around you are going to not be exposed to secondhand smoke. And that's positive as well. There is no safe exposure to secondhand smoke. And so we have tackled um, smoking and continue to because we are one of the states that lag behind the national average. We do that through the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline at 1-800-QUIT-NOW, and that's free services for any tobacco user, whether that's cigarettes, smokeless, et cetera. Um, Folks can call that number or get on the website and um, sign up for counseling and sign up for nicotine replacement therapy. We have one of the highest quit rates for those who use the helpline. Folks that um, sign up for multiple calls or multiple counseling sessions are going to have better chance of quitting and staying quit than those that um, decide to quit cold turkey. So that's one of the ways that we work to reduce smoking. We also work to prevent and reduce smoking through tobacco-free and smoke-free policies at the local level. Some of your listeners may be aware of the Healthy Living Program throughout the state, and that's really our boots on the ground. Those are grants awarded to entities in local communities, and they work within city government, businesses, schools, to say, let's take a look at your policies. Um, is there a way that we can change them that would support health? Because tobacco-free policies help people quit help smokers stay quit, and keep kids from starting. Um, Kids are going to do what the adults around them do. Uh, Smokers are going to um, smoke when others are smoking. And so it is, how do you reinforce the idea that tobacco-free is really the norm? You know, um, nearly 80% of Oklahomans do not smoke. And so our policies really need to reflect what the majority is already doing. And then the third way that we work to prevent and reduce tobacco use is through our public health education campaigns. So we have um, television commercials that you may have seen through the tobacco 
tobacco stops with me. We've had, you know, radio um, advertisements for that program that stops with me.com. But it is really a program that is helping Oklahomans understand the dangers of tobacco use and the dangers of secondhand smoke. And through that combined best practice um, method, we've seen smoking in our state decline 10 times faster than other states that have a similar policy environment, so similar laws on the books and also similar price. The price of cigarettes is often um, something that really, you know, the higher the price, the fewer folks that are going to smoke and um, more people will make quit attempts as they feel that pinch in their pocketbook. Do you know what the percentage of smoking is in the rural areas versus the the urban areas? Sure. Now, I don't have the exact numbers of that, but I know in our rural counties, um, the smoking rate typically is higher. The rate of smokeless use is higher. And then, of course, we know that um, among kids, vaping is something that we're watching as well. And we've heard stories and seen data that shows that vaping is just as common in rural areas as it is in urban areas. But we know that, you know, those environments, um, rural areas tend to have... um, you know, access to fewer resources sometimes, and that plays into that. Um, you know, you're kind of out there on your own. There's not a tobacco-free policy for, you know, the farm that you're in. And mm-hmm. so um, it is really looking at the environment and making sure that we are reinforcing the behavior that we want to see. TSET also has uh, programs that help rural physicians and gain rural physicians, keep them Uh, Talk about that real quick. Sure. So we have partnered with the Physician Manpower Training Commission um, to help fund the Oklahoma Medical Loan Repayment Program. And what that program does is uh, recruits physicians, basically, um, to come and work in hospitals across the state. And hospitals will, um, you know, be a place where those doctors are working for up to four years. And if you continue to serve in a rural area for four years, you can get up to $160,000 in medical school loan repayment. We know a lot of docs are coming out of school with two hundred dollars to $300,000 in loans. And so that financial incentive really does um, you know, catch their eye. And what we have seen over the years with this program is that when doctors set up practice, get to know their communities, they typically stay. Um, a lot of them even choose to go to a rural area because they want to be a part of their community and they want to know their patients. And we've seen that across the board. Um, we have provided funding for 62 rural physicians right now who have had more than 324,000 patient visits. So it is really making an impact in those rural areas. And the these programs are some that really aren't as high profile as stopping tobacco and smoking and and, and vaping and 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 uh, the healthy living initiatives that T said does. So Yeah, so uh, yeah, a lot of people probably don't know um, about the loan repayment program, and it's something that unless you are graduating from medical school, you, it may not be top of mind, but hospital administrators and um, you know medical students are very aware of it as it's one more way that we can add to that health infrastructure in the rural communities and continue to help build them up. We know when rural is strong, our state is strong. Also, let's talk, if you will, about the research that TSED does in the state, a lot of that. 
Absolutely. That's another area where we've made kind of some long-term investments to benefit the state. Um, We fund the Stevenson Cancer Center, which has recently received the National Cancer Institute designation. And they have sites across the state where folks can receive treatment. But what is really important to me is that having an NCI center in Oklahoma means that people from all parts of the state are able to stay close to home, stay close to their family, and get the cancer treatment that they need. We also fund um, behavioral research around the behaviors that lead to cancer. So we fund um, work at the Oklahoma Tobacco Research Center. A lot of the things that they're looking at are, you know, how do we measure when someone may be likely to start smoking again? And how can we be there or provide them support, um, you know, through mobile technology, actually, um, that would help folks get back on track and stay tobacco free. Um, They're doing that with a variety of issues, including alcohol and other addictive substances. Um, Tobacco use is an addiction. We know that. And we want to understand how addiction works and how we can help people be successful. And so that's a lot of the research that goes on there. Um, The Tobacco Research Center is also doing some studies that are funded by national grants that will tell us um, the long-term effects of vape use, which is really important as we see that increase among our young people. We want to be able to have science and evidence to say this is really not something that is helpful and it is not harmless. And so they're doing some of that first groundbreaking research that's informing federal policy. And finally, our third um, research grant is um, the Oklahoma Center for Adult Stem Cell Research. And, um, you know, that was something that was started a few years ago um, to look at if there is a way that adult stem cells can be used to help regenerate tissues, spine issues. Um, Our work focuses on cardiovascular disease, um, high blood pressure, obesity. Are there ways that stem cells and understanding cellular behavior, we can have different treatments or be more informed about helping people be healthier? Julie Bisbee, the Executive Director of the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust for Oklahoma, visiting with our own Tim West, and they will return in just a few moments here on The Road to Rural Prosperity. The Petroleum Alliance represents every segment of the oil and natural gas industry, speaking with one voice when advocating for the interest of its members, landowner partners, and employees. Our mission is to enhance Oklahoma's economy and every segment of the energy industry. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma. And their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. Welcome back to the Road to Rural Prosperity. We're being powered today by the Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma. And once again, here's our special guest host, Tim West, with Julie Bisbee of TSET. As you look forward, what do you see is on the horizon for TSET in terms of tackling health issues, uh, bettering Oklahomans' health, 
do you do you see you have a what do you think's out there i guess is what i'm trying to say so one of the things, um, you know, I have a seven-member board appointed by seven different elected officials that represent um, the congressional districts across the state. And so we have a, a very diverse group of people that are bringing their local experience to the table and then also looking for statewide solutions. And one of the things that um, this board of directors has recently prioritized and approved money for um, is a campaign that would hopefully prevent and reduce youth vaping. Um, That's something that we have seen a real increase, about 78% in the last few years, and that's really troubling. We know we have um, board members from rural areas, from urban areas, and they all kind of have the same concern. How do we stop this next generation from being addicted to nicotine? And so they have made a five-year commitment to working on a prevention campaign that will be relevant to young people, accessible, but also something that parents could look at and say, okay, I need to be having this conversation with my kid um, around the dangers of nicotine. Uh, We know that the brain is developing until age 25, so that might explain some of our teenage years. But when you are exposed to nicotine um, in those years when your brain is still developing, it makes it very hard to quit later because your brain has said, this is the pathway and really kind of hardwired that in there. And so that's something that you're gonna see us continue to do. Um, We also have the Shape Your Future initiative. Oklahoma is one of the bottom 10 states for folks being at a healthy weight. And it's been very encouraging to hear our governor really wanna tackle obesity and looking at childhood obesity. We know that if we can help kids start off with healthy behaviors, they're less likely to have unhealthy behaviors as adults. And so we will continue to have resources out there um, at Shape Your Future okay.com. We're looking at how sleep plays into your overall health, and that's a really big issue for kids and adults alike. In addition to physical activity, are are you active enough? And then access to fresh foods and vegetables. One of the questions or one of the issues that TSAID has had for a long time is that with an endowment, the legislators want to come and get some of the endowment when they need it uh, a couple of years ago you know it's such a big budget shortfall how do you uh, I guess temper those efforts with all of the good that you do sure well first and foremost you know we're a data-driven organization Um, we fund more than 70 grants and contracts I mean we are a state agency and we're looking to make sure that our investments are doing what we said they were going to do and we evaluate all of our programs if there's room for improvement we want to know and we want to make it Um, I think it is really important to note that this endowment Um, was created in 2000, but it continues to have work that is benefiting generations to come. And we really have to, um, you know, agree that making provision for health, knowing that you will always have health issues, and making that long-term investment is key. 
You know, um, much credit to lawmakers who have to draft a budget every year. They have very short-term pressures that are, you know, really feel very acute. And, um, you know, it is wonderful that our state has this endowment so that we can make long-term investments in prevention. Um, TSET is the state's largest funder of prevention. The return on investment for prevention is going to outweigh the cost of poor health. And it is very encouraging to see that our state is really talking about prevention. We have you know, nearly 20 years of experience to show when you make those targeted investments, you will see change. Um, and I think Oklahoma can be very proud. Oklahomans in all parts of the state can be very proud of this endowment. We are, you know, an envy for other states because we are able to do things that are demonstrated to work um, and we're able to do them over the long term, not just a one year or a one-off thing. We're able to really make a difference and work at the local level, at the state level, um, with hospitals and hospital systems to make a difference for health. Our guest on Road to Rural Prosperity has been Julie Bisbee, the executive director of TSET. Thank you for coming with us today on this uh, on our podcast and sharing the uh, all the things that uh, TSET does for the state of Oklahoma and for the health of our citizens. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Julie, for joining us today on the road to rural prosperity, powered by the Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma. I'm Ron Hayes. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and OklahomaFarmReport.com proud to be a part of the family of the funk companies. <laughs> <laughs>